Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. The evening hour, or as I like to call it, happy hour. So let me know what you're drinking in the description. And let's get right into this. Lots to talk about, about the California recall. It is tomorrow. Democrats are starting to do a happy dance. It sounds like they've cooked enough of the numbers to think that they're going to win this. Joe Biden's there tonight. Kamala Harris has been there for the last couple of days. Was going to play some clips of Kamala Harris. But I want to spare you. I want to spare you the shrill Kamala Harris voice, the cackle. I think we'll all be better off if we don't hear that tonight. So just a little, little gift from me to you. But we're going to talk about this other phenomenon. This phenomenon of people showing up to vote in California. And lo and behold, someone's already voted on their behalf. It's something that happened during the 2020 election. There were cases, prominent cases in Arizona and Nevada. We heard a young girl in Georgia testify before the state legislature that she went to vote and all of a sudden someone's voted on her behalf. California, it's a little different because you, you go and you, you fill out a provisional ballot and then they have 30 days to rule on the provisional ballot, but the election would be over by then. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But that's how California rolls. Just leaky enough for Democrats to steal it. So hit that share button if you haven't already. We're going to be talking about that. Also, going to be bringing on later our resident China expert, Jake, to talk about the Chinese markets, what that has to do with the recall, how China is desperate for Democrats, for Newsom to win in California, and why Democrats are desperate to maintain that Chinese money. So we'll bring him on a little bit to talk about Chinese financials. But again, hit that share button if you haven't already. So let's get into it. Let's get into it and let's uh, let's play. This is a clip that came out today. It came out while we were on the air of someone actually going to vote in their polling place. We didn't play this clip, but they're actually talking to one of the poll workers and they get the poll worker to admit that around 70% of the people who had shown up to vote that day had somehow miraculously already voted. Let's play cut number one. We got your vote and it's counted. After the election was over. Yeah, it took about 30 days for, See? for them to do that. This won't even work. But, but it won't work because they counted you in that time. No. So you, know, you don't get notified until they're all. Okay, so let me understand. About 70% of the votes at this location yes. have been shown as already casted when they were right. not. This is horrible. Right. You look okay. familiar, by the way. And my only option at this Hills? point is to no, fill out one here. of these. No, you have two options. You can fill the provisional. Okay, which I don't want to do. Or you can go to another center like Mary Pierce College okay. and vote there. This is my center. I live next door. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, I mean, this is for the entire L.A. County, but yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. It is closer. So yeah. these systems but, are not connected. But I want to say I'm presenting the option. You're, you're the yeah. supervisor. Yes. Did you report this? Yes. Like so they know it all the way up. 
Yes, yes. 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 It's going all the way up. Do you think that matters? Well, we're going to be getting some help about this one. But yes, it's but no, I think, I think people like us need to report this to election board for yes. the GOP that's, and that's all that. Yeah, do you, do you have some things. information for us that we can go ahead and contact the supervisors on yeah. top of you guys? And then this morning, what was so funny, Gavin Newsom. So that, you heard it right there, supervisor at the polling place admitting, admitting that around 70% of the people who came in that day to try and vote weren't able to because the system said they already voted. So how does that happen? Well, it's actually very easy how that happens. Someone else cast a ballot on their behalf. You don't just accidentally have a bunch of people all in the same precinct get marked down as, as having already voted. Now, I guess technically this could all be just a ruse. All these people could have voted and then tried to vote a second time, I guess, technically. But it's a weird thing to do and then post the evidence of you trying to illegally vote online. Not very smart if people are doing that. Much more likely, someone voted on their behalf. Someone voted on their behalf because California was sending ballots around, handing them out like the free candy. You get a ballot, you get a ballot, you get a ballot, you get a ballot. Giving out everyone ballots. And they don't care whether the ballots are actually going where the people live. Democrats for years have fought tooth and nail to stop the, the voter rolls from being not purged, but cleaned. They call it purged. We say it's cleaned. Like, especially when you have a rental, a renter population, people that move from apartment to apartment, rental home to rental home. It is very common for people to be registered in an old address. Well, the whole, what Republicans want to do is we want to eliminate those names from the rolls. If they haven't voted in a couple of years and they don't live at the address anymore, yeah. You remove their name from the rolls, lest a ballot be sent to that address and someone else vote on their behalf. So we have the man in that video. We have a little post uh, copy of the email that he was sending to all the news agencies. Go ahead and put up uh, image two. His name is Iman Afshar. And he said, my wife and I went to vote at 6543 Corbin Ave, Woodland Hills, California. Our name showed that someone had, has already voted for us. On top of that, they said that about 70% of voters who showed up experienced the same thing. Supervisor Vincent McCormack said that he has already reported the issue and that other locations are experiencing the same problem. This is beyond outrageous, and we need the help of the media to report on this situation. Now, here's the problem, Iman. <laughs> media is not going to do crap. The media is not going to help you. I mean, I wish the media would help, but they're not. The minute that you need the media to help out is the minute it's, it's a losing battle. Now, it is very, very obvious what is happening here. People voted on their behalf. Someone else got the ballot. They either swiped it from the mailbox or what also happens sometimes is they register to vote in a different area, right? I mean, people have had their voter registration changed and all of a sudden their ballots being sent to another address. It's crazy, crazy stuff. It really is. So I'm going to put something up in a second because this blows my mind. Yeah, go ahead. Put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is a tweet that just went out from Justice for Ashley Babbitt. And they say, urgent California recall ballots. Three California recall ballots were mailed to Ashley Babbitt's address. Ashley, who we all know, she's deceased. She was killed in the Capitol on January 6th, and two other people who don't live at her address. Please get this to the right people. 
So if you look at this picture, you have, they've obviously blacked out the names, but Niraha Rajagopalan? Yeah, gonna go out on a limb and say that that person doesn't just randomly live at the Babbitt household. And then you have, I don't know, I don't even know what that is. Aspley? Well, there's two Ashleys. This one's definitely not her. <laughs> I mean, it's Niraja Rajagopalan. Sounds like Ashley. I mean, look at this. I mean, this is crazy. And they're like, nothing to see here. I can't zoom in. Damn Twitter. Um, nothing to see here. Not only did we not remove her from the roles, obviously, um, there's a process for it, but usually with a very high profile uh, death like that, usually it happens a little faster. Not only did they not remove her from the voter rolls, but two other pe- uh, ballots were sent to her, her address for people that don't live there. People that don't live there. We covered this in the first half, uh, the first hour of the podcast, which if you haven't already, make sure you go and watch it or listen to it. They caught a crackhead. Actually, I don't think it's fair. He had meth, I think. He was, he was a, he was a drug. He was meth and a gun. He was a druggie. And he had a gun and he had over 300 ballots in his car. And, and I loved how they talked about it. We don't have to play it again, but they talked about it on the news. Like we still haven't figured out why he had so many ballots. Well, unless the guy's a damn postal worker or if he works for the county or the elections office, maybe the meth head stole the ballots. There's no legitimate reason for a non-postal worker, non-election official meth head to have that many ballots. And they're getting him on identity theft. They're not even charging him with election fraud. They're getting him on identity theft, which he'll plead down. He'll plead that down to misdemeanor possession of, of, uh, of, of, uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be forged documents, but whatever the alternative is for stealing someone's mail, they'll plead it down. They're not going to let him go to, go to jail, go to prison for a long time. No, whoever paid him is probably going to kill him. Let's just be completely honest. Whoever paid this man to go and collect ballots is probably going to kill him because there's more at stake than him going to prison. I mean, the meth head could turn on him. He could turn on him. Alleged method. You're right, Kenny. Alleged method. Even though I believe he was passed out in the car. Alleged. Sure, everyone is sober until proven otherwise, I guess. No, the people who paid him to collect all these ballots and presumably give them to someone else because they're not going to have the meth head forge the ballots. No, he's just the collector. They're not going to let him see the inside of an interrogation room. He's going to disappear. Or they're going to plead him down so he can he can escape and then disappear into society. Gammy says, Max, he most likely does not even know who loaded them on him. I guess that's possible. It's probably more likely that they paid this, this meth head, this crackhead, whatever he is, to go around and steal people's ballots. Hoping that there'd be plausible deniability. Because who cares if, if a meth addict is found with 300 plus ballots? Just another day in California. And they're hopeful that they can get those ballots out to the, to the people before the end of the election tomorrow. Well, technically tomorrow isn't the end of the election because under California law, they're allowed to wait, I think, a couple weeks for ballots to continue trickling in. So even if Newsom doesn't win tomorrow, don't worry, he'll win next week or the week after. They're just going to keep trickling them, trickling them in. It's insanity. They're doing it again. We know, we know what they're doing. We know how to stop them. We know what laws it takes to stop these people. But they're doing it again because obviously it's California. 
why would they strengthen their election? Democrat controlled. Of course, they're not going to strengthen their elections. You knew that it was going to be stolen when they said because of the Delta variant, we're going to mass mail out ballots again. I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Listen, the worst variant is going to be the November midterm, uh, November midterm variant. That's going to be the worst variant of all. And then even worse will be the next presidential election, whatever variant pops up <laughs> in 2024. They're just going to keep doing it. I mean, why change? Why change? It, don't change a game plan that's working for you. They're just going to keep stealing it until someone stops them. They're going to keep stealing elections until someone stops them. And in California, that may never happen. Because even when they catch people, even when they catch people illegally voting and illegally ballot harvesting, they don't do anything about it. In fact, they actually loosened the requirements for ballot harvesting. Here's a clip from Fox News explaining just how loose California's ballot harvesting laws are. Let's play cut number three. Kamala Harris going to California won't have nearly the impact that uh, the ballot harvesting that Democrats will do will have on this uh, election. Uh, you remember, Harris, uh, ballots can show up 17 days after Election Day into election officials before, and they still get to be counted. And Democrats in California have made it uh, the essential part of their playbook of having folks go out and collect ballots. Doesn't have to be a family member, don't even have to know the person, to be able to collect ballots and uh, turn them in for, for folks. And there's no limit to the number of ballots one person can turn in. And so you, you factor that in and you also factor in, you know, can Republicans do better uh, in 2021? better than they did in 2020 in some of the key areas outside of Riverside. If that is the case, we have a, a really good chance. Mm -hmm. And certainly I know there are a number of Republicans so, complaining about the vice president going out there, but I would offer to you, the less she's in the White House making decisions as incompetent as this administration has shown, shown itself to be, that's probably better for America. So it's, and you speak your mind. Yeah, better for America, not better for California. Not better for California. And the crazy here's the crazy thing. That meth head who had all those ballots, I guess theoretically it might be legal under California law. Because you don't have to be related to the person. You don't have to be a caretaker. You don't have to be a family member. You don't even have to know the person. As long as no one says that he stole a ballot from me, I guess he could say he had their permission. And if they're deceased or if they're non-existent voters. Well, it'll be harder to prove that you, you've got a deceased voter's permission. But like the way the law is structured, it's going to be even harder for them to go after him for election fraud. That's why they went after him for identity theft. No, they're just going to keep doing this. They're doing California. And as soon as they f figure out ways to export that to even more states, they're going to do it. I mean, you already see it happen in Nevada. They In the dead of night, the Nevada legislature voted to use their emergency powers to send ballots out to everyone. And then what happened on election day? People showing up saying, hey, I want to vote in person. And election official says, oh, no, you've already voted. Sorry. <laughs> like, what? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, you already voted. Sorry, your vote's been cast. No redos. No takey backies. <laughs> it, I, I don't know what to do other than laugh because it's so obviously theft. It's so obviously fraud that they don't even care. I mean, they're literally doing it right in the open.
They don't even care. 70% of one different one precinct in one day, 70% of the people going in there to vote, according to that own supervisor who played it on camera, 70% found out that they had somehow already voted. And sorry, you cast a provisional ballot and they'll get back to you in 30 days, long after the election's decided. Really, really shameful. So joining us to talk about the China connection, our resident China expert, Jake. Jake, we got you? I'm here, Max. How are you? Good, good, good. So obviously we know China has lots of interest in the United States, lots of interest in California. The polls are telling us that the Asian American community, which in California has grown significantly, the last time they had a recall election was about 7% of California were Asians. Now it's looking at 17%. Apparently they're going to go hard for Newsom, which I don't understand. And Larry Elder is trying to win their votes and remind them of what Newsom did to all of their businesses, all of the Korean businesses, all of the Chinese and Japanese owned businesses. But the polls say that the Chinese and the Japanese and the Korean Californians are all going to vote for Newsom. Does well, that sound right to you? First, I want to acknowledge that nothing says equality much more like a bunch of rich white people ganging up on a black man and doing everything in their power to prevent him from becoming governor. You know, the only standing black governor of what would be 2021. So I think it's very brave on their part. You know, if they could rally together uh, in doing the correct thing, whether it comes to <clears throat> economic policy or, you know, the disaster that was Af and still is Afghanistan, it's, 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 it's cute and quaint to watch the VP who refuses to actually make an appearance at the border and deal with that crisis. And then the president, Applesauce, as you'd like to call him, uh, do anything, you know, effective in, in Afghanistan. But most importantly is this recall election in California, which is, is entertaining because the people have spoken. The people have said, we can't deal with this guy. We hate him so much. We can't stand his policies so much that we're going to go through the process of getting enough, you know, signatures on a petition to have him removed and recalled and run a new election. So for them to come out, you know, fake news media come out and say that, you know, all these people are in interest. I mean, what, why would you believe anything they say in the first place? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're I mean, walking out and, and saying that, you know, this is this is a guy. I mean, how many recall elections take place? I mean, and if you're getting recalled, if it gets that distance, well, you know, how bad are you really? Yeah, I mean, in California, you need 12% of the ballots, if I remember correctly, 12% of the ballots to recall the governor. Um, so that's that's not a ton. I mean, you still have a popular governor, I guess, technically get recalled if the opposition is really, really fired up about it. But well, uh, it's pretty obvious that something happened in California because he was losing. He was losing, losing, losing. All of a sudden, it just completely flipped. They said that it was going to be because COVID was cured. And then when COVID got worse... They said, oh, no, actually, no, we need him because he's the only one who can save us. They're actually now running ads saying that Larry Elder will kill you if he is governor. Yeah, yeah I can't really imagine, you know, who would be against uh, the current uh, governor that's sitting there having him, you know, get destroyed places like Santa Monica, destroyed some of the wealthiest parts and, you know, most um, attractive parts of California, turning Skid Row into a, a Democrat utopia. So, you know, I, I can't imagine why, you know, people would be perturbed by him, you know, maintaining power. But, you know, had you, you know, I, I, I understand why you didn't, but had you played that video of Kamala screeching and endorsing 
Newsom, what you would have heard is her argument of why it's vital that Newsom stays in power. And it's always this smokescreen narrative on their part as to what, you know, the core values of why their their movement must go on. And it's uh, abortion rights, uh, access to health care for illegal immigrants, you know, everything. I, you know, I, I don't think the majority of working Americans get up and go, you know, I really hope I can get an abortion when I need it. You know, I don't think that's a pressing issue. But then again, for them, it might be. Um, that's and then, not usually what families budget for. No, I mean, it's families it's, are making their their budgets. You know, putting food on the table and stuff like that, I would think, would come first and foremost. But um, again, uh, in in keeping with that, the left are liars. Uh, m- most of it boils down a lot easier to understand if you just realize that these are mon- money hungry demons and that. Obama and Pelosi. They, Obama didn't get his fourteen million dollar mansion, seaside mansion, in Martha's oh, yeah. Vineyard, uh, because he made four hundred thousand dollars a year for eight years as president. Uh, so uh, again, uh, you know, the art of deception being that they're all in it for the money. So I, I kind of wanted to draw together the idea that you have the left going on this tangent. Uh, in every other situation that it's important that the black community be empowered. But as soon as it's a black conservative like Larry Elder that comes to the table, they want to, you know, they want to put him out to pasture. They want to get rid of him, do anything they can to remove him. And, uh, you know, what is the real reason behind that? You'd think that he'd be the poster child of everything the left stands for, racial well, equality, yeah. obtaining power of office. If you follow Larry Elder's career, he made his career on the the central claim that r- Democrats overplay the race card. When he's right, he's right. So uh, it, it's not like he can just come in and hide and say, "Like I'm, I don't have a history." They're playing all of his videos nonstop, and he said some things that are going to freak Democrats out for real because he's called them out on their on their BS. But uh, he's not he's not like your typical black Democrat politician he's been libertarian conservative for a long time and uh and, and people tend to know him so talk to me about the financial part of this because you're watching the finances you're watching the chinese markets uh, you talk know to me about that numbers get down you know number numbers are um uh, a field that you can't politicize numbers you know two plus two i mean unless you're talking about common core math uh two plus two always equals four so if you look at the, the uh, demographic of, uh, you know, the, the, just even in the ranking of the economy of California, again, people, the design of the left is to pull on heartstrings, pull on emotion, pull on, you know, things that are, are near and dear to people and, you know, evoke a tear. And so on, on the left, if, uh, Greg, if you could pull up image number one, it gets down to the money. And what what I found interesting is if you if you look Wait, at the is this plate, Wikipedia, this is Wikipedia. These these statistics are um, not so. Pretty, use Wikipedia as a source. I understand that, I'm but uh, when you're speaking of uh, just statistics about GDP and stuff like that, I I think you're it's a. I'm gonna go in yeah. and change it. Go ahead, keep going. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the economy of, of California, you know, again, the whole narrative is you know social justice and and a push for equality. But really, you know, you're getting down to the the bigger picture that people fail to see, and that is that uh, in terms of states in the country, 
California has the largest economy. And in fact, in, in a worldwide sense, uh, California supersedes the GDP of India. And India is a uh, you know, production industrial powerhouse. And so you know, when, when communists come to power, you know, as the left sells their idea as, oh, it's not communism, look over here, look over here, look over here. And, and selling this idea of social equality and justice as every other socialist or you know, communist regime has always done coming, coming into power, they want to deflect from the real intent here, and that being that you know, California is a cash cow of a resource economy, and the individual that has power and sway over this you know, cash cow is, is going to you know, continue to advance control and, and, and you know, their, their objective. So uh, I, I think it's incredible when people think of how big of a country India is that a state uh, the size of California dwarfs their uh, GDP as a whole. Uh, so the the whole narrative is that, uh, as you know, we we we're all aware of this idea that Joe Biden is Beijing Biden, that he's a puppet of the Chinese, he's a you know a, a puppet of the CCP. This is just another example of you know they had to keep Biden in power or put install Biden for the idea of you know, communist seizure of, of the freest market economy in the world, they have to keep that narrative up by doing so with uh, the state of California itself. You know, I've, I've spoken on North Carolina being kind of an East Coast hub of business and commerce, and, and California is just the same thing. So then you look at, you know, again... Well, it's them, even more than that. I mean, they're, they're the, the heart of commerce, but there's a little bit more to that because they are hemorrhaging people right now if we go ahead put up my screen mr producer they are hemorrhaging people people leaving who do not have a college degree and they're gaining people with a bachelor's degree or greater so from 2015 to 2019 over 465,000 people left california and they left california and they didn't have a college degree that's the net right um when it comes to bachelor's degrees they're actually gaining so they're losing all the people who actually do the work and they're gaining all of the office workers. I mean, it, it kind of makes you understand why they're so adamant about needing illegal immigrant labor. Um, they're losing all of the blue collar workers. The blue collar workers are leaving. It's the elitist echo chamber, you know, surf manor system. You know, they, they can sit in their ivory towers while everyone else, you know, is down in the gutter doing their dirty work. Uh, but, you know, resource wise, whether it's minerals or, or agriculture or just you know, ports of entry, L.A., you know, it's something we're going to talk about a little bit later. But the port of L.A. being, you know, the most lucrative entry point into the United States economy and, and who is coming in through there, Max? Who do you think, you know, capitalizes most? And, and what would you estimate their revenue uh, annually uh, to be uh, coming in just through the port of L.A.? Yeah, I'd say it's Mitch McConnell's wife's family. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, probably, I wouldn't... To, probably to the tune of billions. Uh, it's about $150 billion that comes through from... you never read that about Mitch McConnell's wife? Cocaine Mitch, yeah. Made. Cocaine Mitch. Uh, the shipping lines well, and, the, you know... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're big into shipping. In yeah, that's what a rhino... I mean, a, a rhino, if it has a, you know, if it has a horn and walks like a, a rhino, it's probably a rhino. Uh, so $148 billion a year comes through from China just through the port of Los Angeles, which is... Um, you know, interesting if you um, 
understand, you know, these uh, Biden, Kamala, they're all coming, you know, puppets of China are all coming to the defense of Newsom against a black American patriot, you know, so very brave of them. And uh, producer, if you could pull up uh, C image two, there starts to, you know, really, again, they lose, they lose their cover when you start to follow the money. They distract with emotions and they try to hide their, you know, they, they, they try to hide everything they're up to by pulling on the heartstrings of the uninformed. But if you follow the money, the truth always comes out. So Mr. Newsom, you know, this is, this is something on par with what happened in Afghanistan and, and, and President Applesauce. Uh, Newsom has done a series of business deals that have greatly benefited, uh, benefited the CCP, uh, of which one of them was taking, you know, uh, you get money taken out of your paycheck, your taxes, you know, money goes into your retirement accounts. And, you know, it, California alone had $490 million, be, uh, you know, money that was set aside and, you know, put into pension funds, you know, money management as, you know, someone is working for 30, 20, 30 years of their life. Yeah. The money they're putting aside is going into fund management and 490 million, half a billion dollars goes into the hands, uh, direct hands and, you know, ownership of our essentially sworn trade enemy, the CCP. So, I mean, that would be... Well, so, explain that to me, because I'm looking at my portfolio, and I'm pretty diversified in, uh, in where I just buy pretty much ETFs. Okay. I'm looking at my portfolio, and I have, I have foreign companies just to try and round it out, diversify it, so that if we go down and they go up, I don't take a huge hit. California, I believe their pension system has somewhere around $90 billion in it. Um, is, that a, is that a significant enough amount of money? Because you're talking about a little, a little bit south of half a billion. Um, uh, you're talking about a big C of, of 90 something billion dollars. Is that enough or, or is that just like what I do in, in my Acorns account, diversifying where I'm putting my money? That was one. I mean, that, that's one deal. That's that's California. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about all the other blue states. And, no, you know, no, I'm just talking about California. I, California, their pension system is like um, 90, 90 something bi billion dollars. So, I mean, what is that? It's about 120th. Yeah. 120th of, of, of I mean, that's a decent uh, amount of. Yeah. Now, well, if you if you talk about one over ninety, it's it's less. A little less than a twentieth. Still a decent amount. Um, but again, that's this one specific instance. So you know that would be no different than like the NRA raising money on you know behalf of some ideology and then forking it all over to the Taliban for safekeeping. It's kind of what the current administration did. But you know, imagine that parallel of the well-being of China's greatest economic competitor, as Trump was stepping on their head, you know, yeah. the, the well-being of, of yeah. China's greatest economic competitor is being forked over U.S. blue-collar, you know, working-class money yeah. to handle responsibly, which is uh, oh, obviously seems to be a they're, conflict they're, of interest. Obviously, they, they want to get that money. Um, so if, if it was $1 billion out of 90, be a little bit north of 1%. So half a billion dollars out of 90, 93, somewhere around there, will be a little bit more than half a percent. I don't know. It, it's significant because if it wasn't significant, they wouldn't be pushing for it, right? Um, but I don't know how much of that is actually invested in Chinese or if it's just diversification. Well, okay, let me go to this. I, I don't even know, so, where, don't so, even know where, where some of my money is. So, so are your 
are your any of your investments in like Vanguard ETFs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that tracks the MSCI index? Yeah, I, I, I right now I uh, I have the um, yeah international. It's just an ETF for international stocks. Okay, international so a, a variety of these companies. vanguards, a variety of these um, you know kind of go to investments. It's something I'll get to to towards the end of the segment. Uh, but they also track the MSCI index, which is a, a, a worldwide that? cumulative um, indicator, uh, a, a, you know, tracking device of of real estate portfolio holdings. Uh, so I want to backtrack a little bit, and you know, we go, we talked about uh, the pension end of things, and then producer, if you could pull up uh, image three, please. Uh, Newsom also brokering a deal uh, of about a, 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 about a billion dollar worth to it. Uh, for N95 masks through China. So it to me, if you go to uh, image four, Mr. Producer, it kind of starts did, did, to connect. Did they ever, did they ever that? get that? They did, did they ever get to the bottom of that? Because, again, I don't, want, I don't want to be the apologist for the Democrats, but when we were all trying to get masks and they're like, you need masks, you need masks, I bought a thing of masks on freaking Alibaba, and it came on the slow boat from China. It took like two months. And I got a, a thing of masks. It was too gross. We didn't even use them. Um, <laughs> they were just wrapped in like cellophane. And then they slapped a label on it. No box. I mean, did they ever get to the bottom of that, that it was actually crooked? Or were, were they just trying to buy masks wherever they could find them? You're, you're, so you're telling me that from a production standpoint, that to, to facilitate a production of something of that, you know, complexity a piece of cloth with some strings that can be if it's being paid for by the u.s taxpayer somehow the money is going to the same uh state or country that the that the whole pandemic has from what we've seen you know pretty much been certified oh, no. as, co- as coming from so no it's yeah. not it's not it's not no, about the no, quality of the good sketchy. i'm just saying that i had to do something very similar because there were no masks so i, I have to imagine if i was trying to buy a lot of masks um then I would probably need to go to China. I, I, listen, obviously they they use this to make money. I just want to make sure. What did they find? Because that that was uh, that was from earlier this year. That oh, article. everything. I mean, as with any Democrat city, you know, you talk about New York and you go to you know Thrive New York City and De Blasio and his wife and it's over a billion dollars going missing. It becomes a headline for two weeks and then goes out the window and you never hear about it again. But you know that's all part of isolating their control and, and maintaining their power. Uh, so. You know, again, we go, uh, Mr. Producer, you put up image number four. It all starts, you know, to make sense. You know, you got the fake news media. Uh, Trump had actually pulled access to the port of L.A. from the one of the largest worldwide shipping companies, uh, uh, Costco, not like the superstores. Uh, it's Costco minus the T. Uh, you know, he had, he had pulled there. He enforced the sale of the port into the hands of another company because, uh, their direct ties to the CCP. And, you know, this is just another example. If you look at kind of this over the, you know, the pandemic, this, you know, this, I think it was back in 2018 and 2019, you see this virtue signaling on, on behalf of the left for China, like, oh, yeah, we're sorry. You know, Trump came to power. He hammered you guys with tariffs. China was already on a downward spiral economically. And so this is kind of like the, um, you know, parallel of a, of a don't try to save a drowning person unless you know what you're doing yeah. because they're going to they're going to take you down with them. And so Trump hammers China. You know, China was already a dying uh, uh, animal at the point that China, you know, uh, Trump stomped on their head. 
And now you look at these apologist leftists coming out and starting like handing over deals at the expense of the U.S. taxpayer, which, you know, as things start to progress, you're going to see it more and more often, you know, whether it's handing over Afghanistan to China. Uh, but, you know, I saw some other article in the fake news media that they're talking about all the jobs that would be lost, you know, if Trump went through with this deal. And, and the reality is, is those were jobs that directly benefited you know, these were blue collar jobs that directly benefited China, destroying every small business in this country and importing all of their goods to bankrupt small businesses that can't compete with their slave labor pricing. And um, so now we're, we're on a, 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 a tirade or, you know, of, of the leftists in, in states like California, you know, bowing down, bending the knee and saying, here, you know, CCP, please take our offerings. And, and at the end of the day, the person that's going to end up out on the streets is going to be the blue collar worker, because the way these people have it in their ivory towers and in conjunction with the CCP, there's going to be nothing left that allows anyone in the low and middle class of this country to get ahead. So. So talk to me, you're you're looking pretty closely at this company Evergrande. Yes. Um, they are a they're a Chinese firm that does real estate development. Um, they they dabble in commercial um, kind of like tourism and residential sports. development products. They have, products. They have yeah. their hands in everything. All different. Well, they you know, just they just had their they were just degraded by Moody's. Um, not a good outlook for them. And everyone's rushing now because all of a sudden their bonds, which were at, were about a, a dollar, have now plummeted to thirty cents. People are just trying to flee it, and they're basically pricing in the idea that investors will only get twenty-five cents on the dollar, what they'll get back from this. So they're they're pricing that into the current valuation. I guess someone else thinks that it's worth five cents more. Talk about that because it it. I don't think that the entire world is as intertwined in Chinese real estate development as the world was entwined in American real estate in 2007, 2008. So I don't know if this firm going belly up would cause the same kind of uh, global recession that we saw um, 2007, 2008. But it's definitely not a good sign when a massive company like that signals that they're going belly up. Talk to us about that. I mean, I, I would say what I'd be more fearful of not, you know, in proportion to Lehman Brothers going under, I think they're somewhere at $350 billion in bad debt, where Lehman was, at, I think, close to $600 billion. Um, my concern is that that entity, Evergrande, is the largest private real estate holding company in China. So it's not state-owned. So you know, the big question now is where do these people go about recouping any of their losses and what to do? Because this is worse than a Lehman Brothers moment, you know, in terms of, you know, kind of the immediacy of, of how it showed up at the door. And they their 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 debt payments are actually due next year. So this is kind of the Well they've already they've already missed yeah debt deadlines. Their bond, I think their cash out on their like first round of bond payments to the investors, uh, you know, they're paying their creditors right now, or the issue is paying their creditors. Next is paying uh, their investors that had, you know, been essentially fleeced into, uh, you know, investing in their company. Uh, They can't even pay the guy that, you know, 
sells them the tile to to build the new condo. So yeah. I, I think it's so is that real... just that they got is that the, just that they got um, like overexposed? Did they think that the, uh, they just paid too much? Kind of like people going around the United States buying houses for a hundred grand over asking without an inspection. Did, did they just get burned by predicting that the market was going to go in a different way? Because what I'm seeing is the options at their disposal are pretty much just going to sell off all of their assets or the Chinese government's going to come in and just liquidate it and take it over, or they're just going to go belly up and no one gets anything. Well, I mean, I mean those are the three options. The difference had... between Lehman Brothers is you're not going to have a bailout in China. You're just going to have the Chinese Communist Party take it over. And right. I mean, wow. I mean, it's it's a show game. They're just moving money around. I mean, at some point, it's, it's why communism always fails. At some point, you run out of other people's money. But that's that's a tool at the Communist Party's disposal that we didn't have here. I mean, hypothetically speaking, and this is just my you know conspiracy theory, I wouldn't be surprised where you know CCP's been thirty years aiming to take down American you know world dominance. I wouldn't be surprised if they you know pick off a specific private entity and you know there's you know sleeper cells in that massive corporation going around and saying to people you know fleecing investors out in the past 20 years on, you know, the, the resurgence of the Chinese economy, which really they, going back 15 years ago, they had already over, you know, hyper-leveraged themselves, uh, all with the idea that when it does fail, the state gets to take it over. So I wouldn't be surprised if a company was run um, from an over-leveraged, you know, bull market um, sentiment that the CCP with, has the ultimate intent of, you know, when it fails, pulling it under their wing and essentially yeah. all private real estate ownership, you know, they, they, they don't really have any options beyond this. You know, they're talking about it now, but like when that, when that bell rings, they're, they're out of options. You know, it's, it's going to end up being state owned and this should, you know, indicate a dangerous precedent for here in the United States because, They've done the same thing with, you know, the, the building markets and, and, and foreign private equity pools. Oh, yeah. And I uh, mean, what, what I'm what I'm more worried about is that this if they just liquidate it and they just seize control of all of these developments. Are you familiar of the concept of ghost cities in China? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Entire cities. That yeah. Look so like abandoned their entire parks. cities, their entire cities not abandoned. No one ever moved in. Yes. The Chinese never, government yeah, paid right. to build entire cities i'm not talking about a couple of apartment complexes i'm talking about entire metropolitan cities that the government of china built never really expecting that anyone would live there they, yeah. they never had any intention of people living there they just need to put people to work and they had them build the cities and then they're just empty and abandoned some of them have like a couple people living in them but they're been if you put up my screen Mr. Producer, this is a shot of one of them i'm not even going to pretend to pronounce the name yeah i will Chenggong district in Kunming, Yunnan. I don't speak Chinese. Wow. The entire, entire city blocks, just empty. Completely, completely empty. And it's not even just like they built, it's not even just like they built um, skyscrapers or anything like that. They also built infrastructure. They built infrastructure. If you put up my screen, uh, I'll just jump to it right here. Look at that bridge. Nice they bridge. built that bridge. It's a, that's a nice bridge. That, actually, that looks like the bridge in Boston. If, if you've ever been to Boston, um, that looks like a nice bridge. They built this nice state-of-the-art bridge, never expecting that anyone would ever have to go across it, which in fairness, probably you shouldn't go across it because they didn't really intend for it to survive. So 
the other side of me is, yeah, it's bad that this company is going belly up. Yeah, you have BlackRock and other companies, U.S. companies that are invested heavily in them. But the Chinese have been doing this for decades. They've been buying up bad real estate firms and just eating it. They just eat it. Entire cities. They say, yep, no one's going to live here. It's fine. Just go on about your day. Nothing to see here. How does this change this time? How does it change? Uh, I, I think. Well, how is this any different than the ghost cities of, of 2004, 2005, 2006? Well, it goes back to my um, comparison to not trying to save a drowning person. China was going under many years ago. You know, they, they kind of had bet on their uh, accounts receivables, and then all of their accounts receivables died or went bankrupt. So it's like it, it's, it's, it's betting on future you know, future cash flows. And that's what they did. They went on this, you know, you know, tirade of expansion, you know, indebting themselves or uh, indebting other countries with themselves. And uh, there's, you know, a dynamic, it's the master slave complex in in which, you know, you may pay me uh, your mortgage, but as soon as you stop being able, and I, you know, I'm the master, but as soon as you stop being able to pay your mortgage, you become the master and I become the slave. And so that's the same dynamic that China was drowning under its own overexpansion and, you know, had to go off on this tirade of, of, of trying to seize everything. I mean, even Afghanistan factors into it. You know, they've tapped themselves out of resources and, you know, the whole dynamic of, of how the shift in economic, you know, in commerce in, in during COVID, how everything became geared to, you know, order online, Amazon, all these different things, they had to think of a survival plan. Um, you know, but my concern is going back to your, you know, talking about, you know, the amount of money that was put in pension funds. If you look at uh, the MSCI index and how, you know, China had been trying to factor in and get included in the MSCI index um, with their real estate holdings. So under Trump, that was very like Trump was totally against it. And now, you know, I don't really know where it stands. But if you look at the holders of Evergrande, and, and this is just one company, you know, they're, they're entities in smaller sizes all across the globe that are of the same oh, situation yeah. right now. And then you look at these big investment, you know, devices that, you know, most Americans that have been deferring money to their 401k and sending it off to the hands of someone else have been investing in uh, China's hyper leverage in, in the development world, you know, and their their uh, attempt for inclusion in the MSCI index. When the Evergrande defaults, and I think the real default right now, it's restructuring and you know, kind of all hands on deck trying to plug the leagues. Um, when the real default strikes towards the beginning of next year, uh, the amount of money that they have in the game is enough to really shake out the performance of all these, you know, um, cumulative ETFs that, you know, f- base their valuation and performance off of a bunch of different fields. Yeah. So it's, um, it's going to end up, I mean, I have a, Mr. Producer, if you could pull up, uh, image for uh, D image for uh, just to give you an idea of quickly that snuck up on you. This is the year to date performance on Evergrande Holdings. They were at like sixteen dollars, and now they're down to three dollars a share. I mean, this is right out of the books of Lehman Brothers, 
and you know everything that is coming out you know circling back to washington and, and the left and you know biden kamala california all this it hopefully can illustrate to you know a person that's not really into this uh the extent in which the control exists in in how much they need this story to stay afloat because at the end of the day all of them are speaking on part on behalf of china and you know even going back to biden's speech a week ago when he you know announced the new covid mandates <laughs> talking about the the you know at home testing that will be covered by your employer who did that contract go to, Max? I'm going to say China. Amazon, which is China. Fifty ah, percent of Amazon, Amazon is China. So, well, I'll tell you what isn't Amazon. What isn't Amazon? If you put it on my screen, Mr. Producer, the Conservative Daily Store. Conservative Daily Store is not Amazon. It is the Conservative Daily Store. So, showcasing this today, the "Don't Ban Me, Bro" hoodie. We we have we used to have T-shirts. But now we have hoodies. It's getting a little colder out. Not here in Texas. It's still 90 degrees. But I imagine other parts of the country, getting into September, it's a little chillier. Get one of your Don't Ban Me Bro hoodies. Not just in gray. Also available in black, in white, in navy blue, and in red. So support our show. Support our organization. And get one of these hot, hot, hot t-shirts. Only by going to store.conservative-daily.com. Also, a little preview of what is coming we got these in the works in dire distress. Told you we're getting these out. These will be out soon. Just crossing the T's, dotting the I's on that. So stay tuned. And let me know in the comment section what color you want of not only just the shirt, but also other shirts. Because we're kind of going with, we're all, we're all dudes. We're kind of going with what guys like. But I already see in the comment section people also women Max, are shouting pink. Max, to announce another... Uh a design we have coming it's our we have a uh, conservative daily is going to be releasing their own a cab shirts and not a cab in the sense of what you think when you hear a cab not um, all cats are bastards all cops are bastards not yeah we're other all co all communists are bums so we're going to be doing it in Do red that? with Do white script image? it's on its way uh we don't have the image yet um okay, but we're uh we're rolling out a series of t-shirts and hoodies possibly hats depending on the reaction so put in the comments if that's something you'd like to see but a cab all communists are bums we're thinking all commies are bums something of that nature uh so we might have a few different you know family friendly versions and then more politically incorrect versions so yeah and we also if you go back to my stream one more time since it is september 13th right after september 11th we have the back the blue flag t-shirt back the blue that link is in the description if you want to check that out and before we leave for the show today just want to put this out this is straight hot off the presses for donald trump <laughs> donald trump in case you missed it missed it joe biden meets with trump supporters and trump says these kids trick biden just like the taliban did <laughs> have his handlers biden just given up picks. i don't know i mean there's got to be uh, like they, six they, guys around him at this point and they're like yeah well whatever they they're they're spinning this as it's a point of bipartisanship but he got trolled by by a bunch of kids so good on those kids Good on that's, those that's kids. Hilarious. Well, Jake, appreciate it stopping by and giving us the update on all things China. Absolutely. Any any quick takeaway, final takeaway for anyone who's just tuning in now? Uh, I, I think come the results of tomorrow, China will either have won significantly. They've held on to their grasp, uh, the current installation in this country. And if 
you know, absent a fraud, which is hard to say in a, in a Democrat-run state, uh, absent a fraud, uh, if Larry Elder were to win, which he should, I think they will find themselves in a very big problem uh, because that kind of signals uh, the consequences of leftist action in a blue state in which a blue state has decided to, you know, grab pitchforks against their seated governor and oust him with a black uh, conservative man. I think if, you know, I think that's why this, you know, the next 48 hours is so dangerous to them and they've had to neglect every aspect of, you know, dealing with real problems like Afghanistan and the border um, that they have a real situation on their hands and their Chinese handlers, Pooh Bear over in Beijing, little Xi Jinping. I'm not supposed to go on that. I'm sorry. Why? Is that, is is he getting mad? It's a big no-no. Big no-no. That upsets him? Admonished. I'm sorry. All right, take my star off the board, Greg. For disrespecting the disrespecting the premier, the premier of China. Well, yeah. If he wants to come here, I'll I'll give him some honey. Um, So I think they have. I don't say that either. (laughs) Uh, I think they have a uh, a really delicate situation on their hands, and I really hope, uh, for the sake of this country, that he comes out on top, and I. I, you know, if 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 he does, if he does, I'd lo- I can't wait to hear their countermeasures against it. Uh, you know, shaking well, their fist I, I at hope a black he does. man for winning office. Yeah, I hope he does too. Unfortunately, the fact that seventy percent of people going into Republican area districts are reporting that someone's already voted on their behalf, I fear that it's already been cooked. Well, Jake, again, thanks for stopping by, giving us that update on China, and we will go to you the next time something complicated needs explaining well that's gonna be it for this edition of the podcast if you like the podcast make sure you sign up for the audio edition very very important it's available on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify pandora iHeartRadio, TuneIn, podbean i don't know why i always look left and right there's nothing i'm not looking at anything but uh yeah if you have an apple device an iphone ipad macbook make sure you sign up for the apple podcast i can't stress enough i say it every time but i don't feel like everyone's doing it We need everyone to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I think technically you can make an Apple username even without an Apple device. So if you can do that, head over there, give us a five-star review. Can't be four stars, has to be five-star review and help us rise up in the rankings. Because today, I believe, I'm going to check it right now, I believe we hit 80th in the country. We've been kind of waffling in between um, 70 and 90. Yeah, today we are 80th in the United States for political podcasts. We are somehow 193rd in Brazil. <laughs> We're all over the place. So, but we need your help. And the way you do that is by going to Apple Podcasts, giving us a five-star review, subscribing there, and helping us climb up in those rankings. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Check out all the links in the description. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>